motherhood, and work. There isn't a right way or best way to juggle these, despite what you've heard or been told. No, really, there's not. Part-time work has been the best fit for me and my family, but it's tough to navigate any gray area of motherhood when you don't fit neatly in a box. My name is Tiana Fesh, and welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast, where we are going to build conversation and community around swinging motherhood and work in a way that works best for us and our families. No matter your path, it's an adventure with highs, lows, and in-betweens. Let's explore together. Welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am excited to be here with our guest today, Abha Sharma. Abha is a health and wellness coach for professional working moms. In her work, she helps working moms glow up through hormone health and living a holistic lifestyle. She combines wisdom from her personal journey and the scientifically proven precision nutrition methodology to guide women to truly radiate from within. Abha is also a pediatrician, IBCLC, and the host of the Health Has No Finish Line podcast. This weekly podcast dives into subjects such as body image, emotional eating, mindset, healthier living, and so much more. She currently resides in the Los Angeles area with her husband and school-age daughter. Thank you so much for joining me, Abha. Thank you for having me. I'm honored, and thank you for that beautiful intro. Well, I'm excited to have this conversation and to get to know you even better. And to start off, I would love to learn more about your story and what has been your journey leading up to the motherhood and work juggle that you have today? Yes, I love this question because, you know, before I had my daughter, I have a six-year-old daughter. Um, when I've been a full-time pediatrician working what's considered a 100% schedule when I was single, when I got married. But even when you're married, you know, you're, you're married before you have kids, your free time is literally your free time. So I never felt stressed or overworked. And I never felt like, oh, you know, I, I want to reduce my schedule or, you know, things like that. And then when I gave birth to my daughter, I was fortunate enough to be at home with her until she was five months old. And then I thought, gosh, I can't just, you know, I have a lot of, you know, family help. And we, we found an amazing nanny that was also going to help us out when family could not. But I thought, I can't possibly go to work 100% and then come home and feel like I'm 100% with my baby and with my husband and then get some semblance of, you know, a couple hours of sleep. So that's when I decided, okay, to balance things out, cutting down to an 80% schedule. So instead of working five days a week, it was four days a week. And that felt good when I went back in, you know, after my maternity leave, I used my day off to, of course, it was mostly like catching up on doctor's appointments, shopping, laundry, all of that. But it helped me to feel balanced. And it was during that time that you know, I was nursing for primarily or solely nursing my 
daughter up until four to five months old. And I had help from an IBCLC. And I loved how she guided me to figure it out because I thought, okay, maybe this just isn't for me. And for some moms, it's not. And I love the way she was very compassionate. And, you know, it was, it wasn't just a one size fits all approach, you know, every baby and every mom, it's called dyad, the breastfeeding relationship. It's different for every family. So that inspired me to get my certification as IBCLC. So, you know, I, I poured my heart into that. I got the certification and I felt at that point, no, I, I don't feel like this is, I think enough is not the right word. I, I felt like I wasn't done. Like I felt like I wanted more and I couldn't quite grasp what that was. And, you know, through a series of like self-development courses and branding courses around the time my daughter was three and a half, I got that spark, that fire of, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to guide women just like myself who, you know, I grew up very overweight, struggled with figuring out what worked for me and in terms of exercise and health and nutrition. So I wanted to be that guide for women and make it a holistic experience. So I founded Health Has No Finish Line. But as you probably are familiar with, and you know, your listeners who are business owners, a lot of times when we first start out, we feel like we need to do everything for the business. <laughs> so it ended up being like on those that one weekday I was off. And at that point, my daughter was in preschool. I, and I think this will probably ring true for, for a lot of people. I don't know if this is your experience. I was like, okay, I'm going to do Canva and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, and I would feel like after a couple hours, I was going nowhere. I, I was feeling drained from it. And then my energy was being taken away from what the purpose of the company is, is, you know, to guide women and work with them. So learning to let go of control, so to speak, and know that it's okay to have people on your team or, you know, creating graphics is not my zone of genius. I'm not an expert in it, which would explain why it took me hours just to create like one or two graphics. So learning that, you know, it doesn't make me weak. In fact, it's a sign of strength that you acknowledge that you do need help and should take advantage of it. Just like, you know, we had family helping us, we had the nanny. So I feel like I've gotten to a point now where I have that, that right balance, like I'm, I'm juggling and harmonizing things. And yeah, sometimes some days are more stressful and others feel like, you know, they're a breeze. But I feel like now that I understand what my own personal limits are, when I need to rest, when something needs to be addressed by me, or if it can be addressed by, you know, the team I work with, the agency, you know, with our mutual friend, Tanya at Warrior Life Creative, it, it feels like even though I've let go of control, I'm in control, if that makes sense. Yeah, it can be so hard. I think in so many facets of our lives as moms to let go and to be open to that help, whether we're asking for it or even being offered it. And then in our work as well, it can be tricky, right? And I think it's such a great thing to be talking about because oftentimes we might look at what somebody is doing and perhaps assume 
that they're doing all of it yes. all by themselves mm-hmm. and not seeing or understanding that collective a- effort or that village behind that person that's supporting the work and all the things that that person is doing. So I think that is wonderful that you've shared that. And so wonderful that you were open to and willing to take that step and accept the help that you needed and recognizing what it was, what your gifts and skills and talents are and the work that you really wanted to be doing and how some of those things like spending hours on Canva as I have as well, because it is not my area of expertise. Yeah, it's, those things can really take us away from the things that we are good at. Our purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So very true. And exactly as you mentioned, like I would look at like a lot of other physicians who also started businesses, you know, and I would say, gosh, how do they have the time to, you know, it, it looks beautiful. They're putting out a lot of content, but I know now, like, of course they, more likely than not have, you know, a team or someone they work with that helps them bring their vision to life. Yeah, it is so eye opening, refreshing, I feel and it sort of takes that weight off of our shoulders, right? Recognizing other people are actually doing that too. And this is really working so much better for me as well. Now, speaking of time, because time is of the essence when you are a mom, the the juggle is real. We can't pour from an empty cup. We hear that expression all the time. And I'm curious, what are some of the ways that you feel moms can prioritize self-care and their mental health that don't involve these lengthy rituals that take time that they just don't have. (laughs) Yeah. And of course, if you know, if you have time and you love, you know, massages and, and you, you know, the spa and you have access to it, because, you know, things have just been ever changing all over, you know, because of what's going on in the world, but it doesn't have to be glamorous. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. And it's definitely not what would be self-care for, you know, the next woman, you know, it's, it's what makes you feel grounded and sort of brings that adrenaline rush down, you know, that you could something you can go back to. And yes, you know, between work and, you know, businesses or multiple businesses and kids and family obligations, all those things, it's going to feel like you don't have time, but even just five minutes of, you know, you don't necessarily have to journal if it feels like work, but, you know, journaling is one way. I know a lot of people say it's, it feels like work. And so self-care shouldn't feel like work. Um, five minutes of just closing your eyes and, you know, if you can be in silence, if you like some background music, there's many apps like I think Headspace and Calm or just putting on some white noise music. If it's difficult or challenging to peel away, you know, if you've got younger kids and they're attached to you 24-7, it can even be as simple as putting the phone away at least an hour before bedtime. Because I remember when my daughter was a baby, when she would, we would put her down for bed, I would, and this would be like 11 p.m., I would make a cup of coffee and then I would go on the computer and go on Facebook and IG 
And then I wouldn't fall asleep till one. And then I had to be up at six in the morning to go to work. And I just felt constantly drained and no amount of, you know, spa trips was going to help that because it's just, I, I just needed that one little tweak. And, you know, for moms of little ones, even just, you know, saying you have to go to the bathroom and going to the bathroom and locking the door and just breathing because we get so tight in the chest and, you know, you start to feel it the next day in your shoulders when you've been stressed out. So um, locking the door because, you know, they're going to open the door and, and, you know, follow you in there. Those simple things can make a huge difference. And then of course, if you do kind of look at your daily, you know, schedule or calendar and say, okay, there are some days where maybe I can chart out half an hour, an hour for myself, make it literally an appointment in your, in your calendar where you're not going to book calls. You're not going to, you know, do any sort of meetings. You're not going to do emails and do an activity that you love. And there's, I mean, there's numerous things, you know, it could be a work online workout. It could be a coloring book. It could be listening to a podcast. I mean, it's, there's so many things that'll really soothe your soul and allow you to feel rested. It is so important to find and carve out that time. And it's, mm-hmm. I found it so interesting. I can just, as you were talking, I'm remembering when our kids were little and they were just, someone was always touching me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now they're, now they're big and things have changed, but yeah, even just the way that I need to think about fitting in that time that I need, be it like a small window or a slightly bigger window, it's different because now our kids are older and we have hockey practices that go until 11, 15 PM. Yeah. And so we're driving around and doing things differently. So it's just looking at, looking at my day and kind of seeing when I can, like you said, schedule that appointment for myself and make that commitment to give myself that time that I need to take care of me. <laughs> yeah. And even like not feeling like you have to be I, I think sometimes as moms, we feel like we need to be responsible for each and every like dental appointment and doctor's appointment. And I think because we automatically take that on, then our spouses assume, well, she's got it. Cause I mean, my, my husband told me the other day, he said, well, we usually take care of that stuff. And then I I realized I needed to reschedule my daughter's dentist appointment. And I looked at him, I said, you know, the week of Thanksgiving, I'm working on Monday. If they have an availability, can you take her? And he said, Oh yeah, I can. Um, and it, so it was just a matter of me asking, but yeah, I think when we take that on, cause I, you know, honestly, I always put like, I have to be at the dentist appointment. I got to see her scorecard for everything. And I said, you know, she's older now. He can take her. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And it's funny you said that. Cause just today I booked blood tests for one of our kids and I reached out to my husband and I said, so would you be able to take him for his blood test? And he could, right? So I think you're right. It's, it's asking and not just assuming because you're, I'm usually the one that does most of those things as well, but there's nothing wrong with somebody else doing them too. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Now, along with, you know, self-care in terms of creating that time, 
time and space to really fill our souls. Eating well and exercise are also key to being at our best. So what are your thoughts around how today's busy moms can realistically eat healthier and exercise when there's, again, not that wiggle room in their day-to-day schedule? Well, for both areas, a lot of times we think we need to have a concrete one or two hours in one go to for exercise to be effective or for us to cook healthy meals or, you know, just to, to, to have things on standby that are healthier, but for, for exercise and for movement, you know, for, I, I think moms of kids of all ages, you know, we've got, you know, tight necks and, and, you know, the back and our hips get tight because, you know, we're, driving from place to place, we're sitting at the computer, you know, or you've, you've got like a toddler on your hip. And then we feel so wound up that we think we, we just don't have time to exercise. But if you're, say you're starting from, okay, your, your movement activity is running after your toddler, which is actually quite a bit of movement. It can be as simple as, okay, your body really needs to stretch. So fitting in five to 10 minutes to start with stretching and foam rolling all those knots out for moms of school age or older kids. It could be as simple as I I know a lot of mothers will wake up 435 o'clock in the morning to fit in a workout. And if you have the energy for that, that's perfect. Um, You can start your day off with that. But I know that doesn't, realistically, that doesn't work for everyone, just depending on what your your personal and work obligations are. So it can be as simple as keeping a set of dumbbells or a kettlebell, keep it next to your bed and have your workout clothes laid out and say to yourself, okay, if I typically don't do daily exercise or exercise most days of the week, start off with a simple 10 to 15 minute, either kettlebell or dumbbell workout. And there's a million of them on YouTube to build strength. Cause I think as moms, we're typically physically moving a lot. And so we've got the movement activity, but the muscle strength, you know, unless you have the time or have a regular fitness trainer or class, you you're able to go to in person at this point, sometimes that falls to the wayside. And, and I think what you'll find is if you start with just that, because there's even videos as short as five minutes of just kettlebell swings, it's going to feel so good that you're going to automatically look for and want to find other pockets of five minutes to do more swings or other exercises. So all of that adds up. It, it definitely does doing it in little chunks versus feeling like you need to go all in for 45 minutes to an hour because you're going to get pulled away from that. Definitely. <laughs> and I should add, cause I used to do this. I still do this with my daughter, but she's a little bit older moms of toddler and preschool age kids. There are so many videos where it is a mom with kids doing kid themed workouts, but you are working your muscles, you know, they'll call it frog jumps, but you're you're doing squat jumps, things like that. Red light, green light, yellow light. So you're running in place and then you're doing jumping jacks. So stuff like that you can do and your kids will love it and, and they'll be moving around too. 
Yeah, there are definitely so many creative ways to, yeah. <laughs> to find those windows of time or be it, you know, moving with your kids in, in tow and they're participating in their own way, own ways too. It definitely, yeah, you can get very creative. I'm, I'm, I am an early morning exerciser, but it's funny because we're just kind of opening up here. Like gyms are open and my husband did used to go in the mornings, yeah. but he hasn't been yet. So he's down in the basement with me. And now our oldest also gets up early in the morning to exercise. So my home gym space is very crowded at the moment. <laughs> so where it, it used to be, you know, part of my sort of time for me, I'm, I, I've had to find other me time. <laughs> yeah, because you're hearing two males probably grunting. Yeah, it's so loud. <laughs> so actually, uh, I just went swimming for the first time last week, the first oh, time in nice. 17 months. And I got, yeah, it's, it's better now. You don't have to book a time. You can just go. And I just needed to kind of get over that initial, like, this is going to be weird, right? Going back to the pool, but it felt wonderful. And it just felt nice to have my own space. So I'm going to be doing that again this week. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. And I, you, you must've felt sore the next day because you're using muscles in a different way, in a different direction. Yeah, I was so sore, like good sore, but wow. Yeah, it definitely felt like I hadn't swam in 17 months. (laughs) Yeah, it had been a lot. Yeah, so no, it'll, I I know it'll come back and it it felt hard, but good. But a, a big piece of that was just having, you know, it, even when there's other people in the pool, it just feels like you have your own space. You get in your own head. So I definitely am going to be uh, taking advantage of that again. (laughs) Yeah. And I think with swimming too, you know, a lot of times I I know things may have changed now, but like, you know, in a gym, sometimes, you know, you're, you've got your earphones in and everything. And, you know, there's always someone who wants to continue to start conversation with you, even though you clearly look like, you know, you're in your zone. So I think with swimming, it's a little different because literally no one's going to be trying to chat you up. <laughs> you can't, you can't really talk and swim very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So it is good. Maybe a little before, a little after, but Jerry not so much. So it is good. It's just, yeah, I, I realized how much I missed that. And just that time for me just to kind of get lost in my thoughts. So I'm looking, well, maybe not the getting up early and getting in the pool, but once I get moving, it'll be good. <laughs> that part can be a little bit painful. I wanted to also talk to you about meal prep. This is something uh, I know it's ideal. And I, I do try my best to be on top of it because when I do life is so much easier when I've got the food that I need on hand and I don't have to think about what I'm going to make in the moment, but there are those times when we just need those convenient options available to us. So I'm curious what might be some healthier choices for moms when you're needing those more convenient sort of on the spot, easy meals for your family or yourself. I I completely agree with you. You know, I, I, I fluctuate between, you know, we, we have an instant pot, which I use heavily. And so there'll be some weeks where it's like, yeah, I have everything planned out and, you know, the lunches and dinners were all made in the instant pot. And, and there may be other weeks where it's like, oh, I, I made one dish, but then by the time I washed everything, I just was, you know, 
I, I didn't have the energy to make the second one. So, so yes. So, so first of all, if you can use the instant pot, it helps you batch out things and you can like, for example, chili, the, there's one recipe I use. You can, it makes like 10 cups of chili. So I freeze half of it. And so that way I can just use the rest the following week. But, you know, if practically speaking, you don't have time to do that all the time or, you know, how it's displayed on social media, the equal size meal prep containers, and then there's like the greens and the the vegetables and, you know, the protein, or if that's just not appealing to you. You know, I always say, of course, if you can eat fresh cooked versus like a frozen meal, that's always better. But, you know, we're human. I personally, yes, I sometimes have like a frozen meal on hand because just life can get challenging sometimes. And the other thing I should mention is I'm mostly vegetarian. And then my husband is non-vegetarian. And then my daughter's kind of a mix of both. You know, anything I make, we just add meatballs or grilled chicken to it. But when you're looking at, say, like a frozen pizza or frozen entree, don't be misled by the labeling on the front where it might say, you know, the, the flashy things will be like gluten-free or not, and non-GMO GMO is good, but that shouldn't be the only merit that a meal has. So definitely looking at the actual nutrition label to see, okay, well, how much sodium does this have? Because if you're getting a, for example, like I made the mistake of buying this and we never ate it because I saw the sodium. It was cauliflower buffalo wings. So it was obviously made out of cauliflower. And I was like, oh, this will be so good. And then I saw one serving, which was, you know, like 150 calories had a thousand milligrams of sodium. So I was like, oh gosh, I'm not eating that. (laughs) So looking at the sodium, looking at the added sugars, you know, do, do the sugars in it just come from fruits and vegetables, or is it from a lot of added things to preserve it and making sure there's a good balance of protein, carbs, and fat. So a lot of times we'll keep like a cauliflower crust pizza, frozen, my daughter loves these like frozen grilled, like chicken nuggets. And then I don't know if they sell these in Canada, but there's a brand called Strong Roots and they make basically like vegetarian patties out of like beets and beans and things like that. And then of course, frozen Applegate sausage, that's, you know, more clean. It's uh, chicken and turkey. So if you've got stuff like that in your freezer, and then you've got in your pantry, say, especially now that it's getting cold, like a very quick thing you can make is if you have a roasted red pepper, tomato soup, low sodium, you've got canned beans, you've got frozen vegetables, that's really quick. And then you can add, you know, for the the meat lovers, you can add in, (laughs) you know, some sausage and that is filling, you know, pretty clean. And it's really quick to make. I mean, it's like five minutes of just opening everything, maybe thawing the vegetables. And if you want to saute them, but otherwise just add them to the soup. But that makes for a really filling meal. And especially if you've come home from, you know, you've, you've been all picking up the kids from things and you come home and you realize there's nothing to eat. Well, you know, in the amount of time it takes for them to change, shower up all of that, you have that ready and then you're not stressed out. So yeah, keeping your pantry and your freezer stocked with, you know, a lot of those essentials 
it helps a ton. Yeah, it really does. Having those sort of easier health, but healthy options on hand. So in a pinch, when you just don't know, you can look and find something and have it available to you. Yeah, we have a Costco really close to our house now. Uh So (laughs) we found there are actually some fresh meals there that are relatively healthy on an in, in a pinch night. And some of them are good for freezing. Uh, And so sometimes I was sort of feeling guilty, like by not making everything from scratch. (laughs) But I feel just, as you said, having some things on hand so that for whatever the circumstance is, there just isn't time to do that. There's something there that I know everyone will eat and they'll, it'll give them the energy that they need and it's on the healthier side and it just takes the pressure off, right? Then it's just not something you need to stress about. So. And even going through like, you know, for those of your listeners that go into a workplace, you know, Starbucks will usually have Of course, there's the muffins and croissants and the bagels, but then they also have their protein boxes, which in a pinch, they're fairly healthy. So those are always an option. And of course, with fast food establishments, you're not going to see this at the top, but they always have, you know, grilled chicken sandwich, baked potato. Some places will have like an apple walnut salad. So A lot of places have those options. It's just training your eye to look for them because, like I said, they're way at the bottom. And the other thing is, you know, of course, if you're used to, you know, every time you go to the drive through getting a burger and fries, it's like just making that decision to say, okay, you know what, today I'm going to choose differently. And, you know, when you do, you'll typically feel the difference because, like I said, I don't eat meat, but I know that, like with burgers, like my husband will say, like, oh, it tasted great, but the next day I felt, gross. And so you'll feel that difference when you make that little bit of a switch. Yeah, it's interesting how just those small adjustments really can make you feel so much better, so much better. So I do have a few rapid fire questions for you. Although as I always say, they never come out very quickly. So don't feel like you just need to be super fast (laughs) in your answers. But it, it just aligns with my philosophy. Well, part of my philosophy as a mom, that is uh, big borrow steel. So I feel like other moms have great ideas and great advice and you don't need to reinvent the wheel. So you can hear those sort of tidbits and strategies from other people and then take it or leave it if it fits for you or not. So I love picking other people's brains for their ideas. So we were just talking about food and I'm curious, what is one of your favorite go-to meals on those busy nights for your family? Like when, when there's nothing cooked and something last minute. So gosh, I would say one of the the quickest things has been like mac and cheese, packaged mac and cheese. And and those packaged mac and cheeses have gotten a lot healthier and adding frozen vegetables to it. And, And the mac and cheese itself typically is not that unhealthy, so to speak. It's just, of course, if you're adding like a ton of butter to it and everything, that's where it, you know, the tons of fat and all of that, that uh, or unhealthy fat, so to speak. But that's, that has been one. And then another one's been in a pinch. I know I'm telling you more than one. That's okay. Uh, (laughs) um, We love Dave's killer bread, which I don't know if you have that in Canada as well. Yeah. So and my daughter loves avocado. So we'll literally make avocado toast, put cheese on it and then have like, you know, she'll either have like a protein 
patty with it or, you know, some chopped up chicken sausage and everyone loves it. My husband, who I thought would never like avocado toast is like, this is good. So that's fantastic. Yeah. So good. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes people surprise you, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. With what, what they're, what they end up liking. What they end yeah. up liking. Yes. Yeah. In our family, not everybody likes avocado, but the one child that I thought wouldn't does. So it's interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. I love av- avocados personally. I'm also curious, what would be a favorite family game or activity that you enjoy? So we love playing shoots and ladders and Candyland, And we love it because both my daughter loves it. And also those were games we had growing up as well. So yeah, we love playing those games. And of course, you know, letting her win. <laughs> How old is your daughter now? She's, she's six going on seven. Yeah. So yeah. we're like, oh, we, maybe we won't advance our player. We'll let her win. <laughs> and just seeing the joy she gets out of beating us. So to oh, speak. I know. It's yeah. so fun, isn't it? Oh, those are, those are good classic games. It's fun yes. to bring back those classics that we've enjoyed in our childhoods as well. And also, what is a book, podcast, or TV show that you've enjoyed recently? So one book that I I have yet to get to the end of it, because as you and and probably all your listeners can relate to, I typically can't, as a younger adult and a teen, I could finish a book in one go, but now I read it in chunks. But I've been reading Do Less by Kate Northrup. Yeah. Have you read that book? You know what? I haven't read it, but it's on my list. So yeah. So good. And I've not read her other books, but her mom, Dr. Christian Northrup, I've read her book, Dodging, I think it's called Dodging Energy Vampires, which is really good. So yeah, I'm making my way through Do Less and and Do Less. And so far it's, it's really good. Okay, so I'm going to have to make sure that I get my hands on that one. But I am with you. Typically, during the school year, I struggle with getting through books very quickly. This summer, we had actually, we were camping and my husband and our kids were fishing with him. So I had these windows of time and I Uh think I read 12 books this summer. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was... um, a lot it's of been a while. time. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I don't fish, but I'm happy to sit there and read my book. So <laughs> division of labor, right? So it yeah, was a win-win. Exactly. I, I sat in my beach chair and read and they fished and we were all happy. So yeah, I have not read that much in a while. Back Now that we're back into fall routine, I know I'm moving through things much more slowly. Yeah. And then I also wanted to ask you in the part-time jungle, we like to keep things real about motherhood. And I'm wondering if you might have a story to share about a learning experience that you've had as a mom. Wow. I know I'm like trying to trying to narrow it down because right (laughs) as moms, we have so many experiences that we learn from. I think the biggest learning experience has been to not put pressure on myself or to stress myself out on little details to look perfect or to fit in a box of what maybe motherhood should look like because our kids, they just want to spend time with us and feel loved. And they actually don't care about all those external details. So I think that's been the biggest lesson. And 
the way this sort of came to me was when my daughter was four, that was the one and only time she's a December baby that we had a, you know, like the big birthday party where you invite all the friends from, you know, preschool and pre-kindergarten. And, you know, I was, I was stressed. I'm going to make sure everything looked perfect, so to speak. It was a Mulan birthday party. But then the following year, this was in amidst the pandemic, we asked her what she wanted to do. And we were worried or concerned that she might be bummed that, you know, we can't do a party with friends. And literally she said, I just, I want a cheesecake from cheese fact, cheesecake factory. And I want to play games with mommy and daddy. So, you know, not that she didn't, I know she loved the Mulan birthday party, but she was equally happy hanging out at home. And, you know, we got food delivered from cheesecake factory and, and a cheesecake and put a candle on it. And she, she wore a costume. Uh, I think it's a Shopkins costume. Yeah. And that was it. That's all that made her day. So <laughs> isn't it so interesting? And I feel like some really good lessons actually have come out of the pandemic. And I love that you shared that because yeah. we had our, our youngest, the for his first pandemic birthday, he, it was right at the start. And so it was a pretty non-event. I mean, we did mm-hmm. some things at home and that type of thing, but for the next go round, so the 2021 version of his birthday, it's still, there were some rules and restrictions and we chatted with him about what he wanted for his birthday, hang out with a couple of friends at the playground. And that was it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. They just, they, they want to feel seen and, you know, appreciated and just have fun and be in the moment. And that's all they want. I think we can learn so much from them because I think a lot of times we're worried about making sure we capture the right shot or get a video of everything, which is important. It's great. We have smartphones to do all of that. We don't have to pull out a big camcorder, but, but sometimes, you know, it's good to just be in the moment and not have to be filming everything or taking a picture of every little moment. Absolutely. And just, and keep it really simple. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. And before we wrap things up, you've shared so many amazing things, but I'm just wondering if you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom for moms who are listening, who are looking for some inspiration or support with their own mom work juggles. So be kind to yourself and remember that it's not about being able to do it all. It's about being able to do all that feels good to you. So it may look completely different compared to your sister or your coworker or your best friend. And we we really should move away from this comparison trap that we fall into And, you know, when you're kind to yourself in that way, and you learn what works for you, then that translates into your self care, because you then you then have that desire to take care of yourself, make small steps and small changes, because it's not just one big leap to get to like an endpoint or a finish line, it is really small steps on your journey to career development, personal wellness, physical health, all of that. That is fantastic advice. Thank you. And Abha, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time and words of wisdom with us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you and all the amazing things that you are up to, where are the best places to find you? 
on social media that my primary hangout is IG. So that's at underscore health has no finish line. And, you know, when you go there, you'll see what I share about self-care, about nutrition, about body movement. I have a Radiate from Within membership, which is a holistic health wellness membership for women. So you'll learn about that throughout my posts and my stories and IG lives. And then for information on how to join that membership and to read more about me, easiest way to go to my website would just be to click the link in my IG bio. And that's where you'll find out all the information. And one uh, masterclass that I've done in the past for the membership that relates to something we touched upon earlier is I do have a masterclass that um, your listeners can register for unlimited replays. It's all about self-care and self-care buckets. Perfect. I will make sure to share all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me. It was great to connect with you, Abha. Likewise, Tiana. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Part-Time Jungle and on my website, www.theparttimejungle.com. I would love if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time, where we will continue to explore the motherhood jungle together.